You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. A lot of BYU football talk today. Our player countdown series rolls on with day number 97. Two great pass rushers from BYU passed in the running for the greatest player to wear the number 97 in a BYU uniform. We'll also talk about strength and conditioning for the Cougars. Some news coming out regarding BYU reopening their facilities on Monday. The provisions set forth by the NCAA we need to discuss. And we need to get to part two of our conversation with BYU wide receiver Chris Jackson. His motivation, the type of player he is on the field. We'll get to all of that on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our good friends Al Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Save yourself $10 on your first order. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources as well. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 29th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Make sure you're hitting that follow button if you're listening to us on Spotify or the subscribe button if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. That way you never miss a daily episode of this show. But regardless, we're available everywhere else podcasts are to be found. So make sure you follow along and join us each and every day as we talk talk BYU sports. Love being with you guys and a big thank you for your continued support of this show. Kicking off today's show, uh, some new rules coming out this week uh, from the NCAA regarding the reopening of athletic facilities for programs at the FBS level and across the country in various sports. But we're talking BYU sports and the Cougars are actually one of the first programs to reopen their athletic facilities doing so this coming Monday. Now, I I look at this and on its head, it's a good idea for BYU to get the players voluntarily, let's be clear about that, back on campus and working out as soon as possible. Uh, A lot of gains that would have been made during the off-season workout uh, period were lost as a result of the shutdown due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But the nice part is that BYU is opening up as soon as they possibly can. I mentioned on the podcast probably last week, it might have been earlier this week, they all kind of run together at this point, that I had talked to people around BYU that felt like BYU would be actually very cautious in reopening their athletic facilities. And the very next day, an announcement comes from the Cougars that, hey, we're opening up June 1st when we're allowed to. So I applaud BYU in that regard. You're being proactive about it. I can guarantee BYU is being very cautious about how they'll go about this, making sure players are safe when they're in the facilities working out. Uh, be smaller groups, obviously. Not all 100 and whatever players will be on campus at the same time working out. But the nice part is, is these players can now work out. The NCAA this week, though, said that the committee, uh, the Division One Council Coordination Committee, announced that the voluntary physical workouts uh, will be purely voluntary. Now, we all know that there are going to be a workout or two that is going to be posted on a wall in the weight rooms down there at the Student Athlete Building at BYU and across this country from the strength and conditioning staffs, even though they were not, they will not be allowed to be on site directing the workouts. But you can guarantee that conveniently, a workout is being left somewhere so these players can see it. The one provision that was put forth by the Division I 
coordination committee is that strength and conditioning coaches can be allowed to observe workouts and discuss items related to voluntary workouts, but not direct or conduct the workouts. But the provision also adds that the student athletes themselves have to request this uh, request this that the strength and conditioning coaches are watching their workouts. Okay. Let's be real. There are going to be a lot of quote-unquote requests coming in across the country for these strength and conditioning coaches to be allowed to watch that. Uh, the committee also in their announcement said they will continue to explore the opportunity for strength and conditioning coaches to conduct voluntary workouts virtually as they do in person, uh, as they do in-person on-campus voluntary workouts, speaking of the student-athletes. I think that's coming in the coming days that strength and conditioning coaches will be able to join workouts via Zoom conference, whatever it may be, and they'll be able to direct the workouts. But for the time being, these players are doing, quote unquote, fully voluntary workouts on their own. And you can't tell me that there will not be workouts posted certain places by strength and conditioning staff. So it'll be conveniently found by players and be followed along. Am I wrong? No, I'm not. But the nice part is, is BYU will be will be getting their student athletes back on the uh, train back in the training facilities, and that's the positive news. I think a lot of these student athletes that have had not had uh, access to weight rooms and workout equipment to the same degree as some of their teammates, well, I think will be very much chomping at the bit to do this. You're going to hear here in just a little bit, uh, second part of our conversation with Chris Jackson. He's looking forward to getting back into the weight room for the first time with his teammates and doing these workouts. So good time to be a BYU player because now you're able to get back into the workout swing of things at the facilities you've come to know and love down there at the Student Athlete Building. And here's hoping that BYU opening up as soon as they were able to, speaking of June 1st, pays off and they're able to get these student athletes in there and working out. One additional note before we go is that the Council Coordination Committee, the Division One Council Coordination Committee, earlier as well this week announced that the dead period in recruiting is done through July 31st. This is going to be a crazy, crazy time for recruiting. This goes across all sports. That means the usual summer windows when college basketball coaches are seen popping up at AAU tournaments is dead and gone. They're not going to have those. College football programs will not have any official visits until at the earliest this fall when the season resumes. That makes for an interesting situation because we're seeing record numbers of players committed to programs at this point as compared to previous seasons. And I think there's a big reason for it is because these student athletes, these high school students are realizing, hey, I need to lock up a spot here because it may be gone because just the ability to visit, have coaches come out and watch me work out. My ability to go to this school's camp this summer that I was planning on going to is gone. So BYU, they're going to be taking on a very small recruiting class, it appears, this coming uh, December slash February. I wonder how much it will affect them in terms of players that they are taking commitments from right now versus maybe a player down the road here decides, hey, I want to commit. Will BYU make room for them? It's a very interesting situation all the way around, especially in the case of a quarterback from Corner Canyon like Jackson Dart, who recently added an offer from BYU. Will the Cougars, should they fill up their current uh, ability, their current allotment of scholarships they have for next season, if he were to say that, I want to join BYU, but they're all filled up. Is BYU going to cut another uh, player loose from that recruiting class, tell them that, hey, you need to move on and find a new program? Who knows? But it's a very 
interesting and fluid situation all the way around. And the interesting part about it is, is we're going to miss over four months of recruiting time for BYU sports and sports across the country. And I do think that the 2020 season, just for so many different reasons, especially in recruiting, is going to be one that we're all going to look back on as a case study to see if players who committed essentially sight unseen in some cases of with new programs will the evaluations via film etc for coaches rather than mainly in-person evaluations will they bear out the same as those in-person evaluations hopefully that makes sense i I think that coaches are now going to look back at 2020 and say okay we took a commitment from this kid after we offered him based on the film he had sent us and what we evaluated and if he pans out maybe that'll revolutionize the recruiting game where more and more it becomes more about your film versus in-person evaluation i don't think in-person evaluation is going to ever go away but maybe if it works out you'll see more programs work more virtually rather than having to travel all over the country or have student athletes high school students in particular travel to the university to learn more about them it's just i look at and i think this coming season it's going to be weird but it's also going to teach us a lot about the college football realm in so many different facets all right uh, we'll switch gears here i guess not really switch gears we're going to talk byu football with the greatest player to wear the number 97 here in just a second before we do that we've talked to you guys all month long about this our good friends at built bar are the title sponsor here on the locked on cougars podcast as well as the entirety of the locked on podcast network and we love having them on board what Built Bar is, is it's a local company here in the state of Utah, but they are revolutionizing the protein bar game, just the entire industry, plain and simple. Their protein bars are soft and easy to chew. They're absolutely delicious, and their claim to fame is they taste like a candy bar, and I can attest to that as well as members of my family can attest to it. They are absolutely delicious. Multiple flavors, brand new flavors coming out each and every week, and this week only, you can get $5 off every box of bars you own order just by going to builtbar.com and placing that order it's their memorial day special it's a great way to stock up if you haven't tried built bar or if you have and you just want to get more of them i would encourage you guys go to builtbar.com learn more about this company they're also offering new listeners or locked on cougars listeners who have not ordered with them previously use the promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off your first order at builtbar.com an incredible amount of savings is awaiting you guys that memorial day special ends at the end of this week so get on it. It is Friday, so you only have a couple more days here to capitalize on that and save yourself some extra money. But if you're new and you're just trying to check out what Built Bar's got going on, use that promo code LOCKEDON, save yourself $10 off. And I can attest to you guys, these are incredible protein bars. They're low calorie, low sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. They are the best protein bar I have ever eaten, bar none. Check them out, guys. BuiltBar.com, a big partner of ours here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast. Network. We are now 97 days away from BYU football, expected to kick off the season at the University of Utah at Rice-Eccles Stadium, and that means we are talking about the best player to wear the number 97 in BYU sports, and it was a very interesting uh, debate about the players who we had as the four finalists. You can follow the show, by the way, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Search us out, Locked On Cougars. You can weigh in with your fan votes, especially on Twitter, with the best players to wear a BYU uniform of the corresponding day. So today is number 97. Our four finalists for this spot were Randy Brock, 
Jay McDonald, Justin Maddox, and Darren Yancey. On name recognition alone, I think Darren Yancey is an easy one for a lot of people to pay attention to. Finished his BYU career with 123 total tackles between 1995 and 1998. 14 total sacks. His senior year had nine uh, to lead the team, if I'm not mistaken, that year with sacks. 27 quarterback hits, four pass breakups, three forced fumbles. Just a great player. Six foot six defensive end out of Blackfoot, Idaho. Well, his predecessor at that position was Randy Brock, who was a six foot six defensive end from Rexburg, Idaho, in his own right. Randy Brock in his BYU career from 1991 to 1994, 175 total tackles, 25 sacks, 12 forced fumbles, four pass breakups, and 59 quarterback hits. Both of them led the fan voting. Uh, Jay McDonald, a key backup on the national championship team in the mid-1980s, uh, obviously was in the mix for this, as well as Justin Maddox, another defensive lineman who played for BYU uh, during the tail end of the Gary Croton era and the early part of Bronco Mendenhall's tenure. Had a decent career, five and a half total sacks to go with 65 total tackles. But the two sack artists in Brandy Brock and Jay and uh, as well as Darren Yancey led the fan voting and Darren Yancey won the closest vote we've had so far with 46% of the vote. Randy Brock came in second at 27%, Justin Maddox 17% and Jay McDonald with 10% of the vote. So a much more balanced voting process than has been there previously. But my pick today, I'm actually going against the grain when it comes to the uh, fan vote. Randy Brock, in my opinion, is the best player to wear the number 97 in a BYU uniform just by a hair over Darren Yancey. Both of them, like I said, Idaho products, farm boys, just country strong who came into BYU and were absolute stalwarts for the greater part of the 1990s. Randy Brock played from 1991 to 1994, and then immediately they switched to Darren Yancey, who comes in from 1995 to 1998. So that was eight straight years with guys who were great pass rushers and good players. But I feel like the statistics that Randy Brock put up give me the nod over him he came in as a true freshman and totaled 60 total tackles in his first year in a BYU uniform it's actually the most total tackles he had in, his in, in a single season as a BYU Cougar also had his second highest total sack outing his freshman seven sacks went on to post six four and eight sacks respectively in 1992 1993 and 1994 I mentioned the 59 quarterback hits his freshman year 22 of them his senior year 22 of them. His senior year was the only year that he outdid himself in terms of sacks as a a senior. He had eight sacks on the year, according to CougarStats.com. Also, seven forced fumbles as a senior. Randy Brock was an incredible player for BYU, and he is my pick as the greatest player to wear the number 97 at BYU just by a nose over Darren Yancey. Like I said, I feel like the fan vote, uh, Darren Yancey had more of the name recognition for some people who may have been younger. Obviously playing on that 1996 uh, national championship team, that's the 84 team, the 1996 Cotton Bowl team, I think that his name recognition probably gave him the nod in the fan vote. But my pick here as the greatest player to wear the number 97 in a BYU uniform is the great Randy Brock. And I think that it's it's a fun thing to do with this, to research these guys, because I grew up a fan of the BYU football program, as most of you know. I now work in the media covering the Cougars, so it's changed my relationship uh, with uh, BYU, etc. But it's still a ton of fun to talk BYU sports every day because 
I just enjoy it. It's something I enjoy doing every day, and I enjoy doing these research on these former players because it takes me back to what I did as a youngster. I would read up on these players, look at their statistics, and just learn more about them. It was so much fun to do this and to continue to do it because we're just, what, three days into this countdown? It's going to be something we're going to be doing all summer long. And just a heads up for you guys, this time of year, I actually go seven days a week. Our weekend ones where we do these player countdowns are shorter. We call them bonus editions of the Locked On Cougars podcast. They're not the full 25 to 30 minute podcast, but they're still a lot of fun. And I enjoy it. I just, I look at it and it's just a fun thing to do. And Randy Brock, our selection today, as the top BYU player to wear the number 97, just by a nose over Darren Yancey, both of them fantastic players. All right, coming up here in just a minute, you're going to hear the second part of my conversation with BYU wide receiver Chris Jackson. Great opportunity to speak with him. Uh, Talk a little bit about his mentality when he gets on the field, his relationship with BYU's coaches, and his looking forward to finally getting back to training with BYU in an official capacity with the reopening of their athletic facilities next Monday. So stay tuned for that here in just a second. But right now I want to talk about something that's a little more important than football, and that is is the critical urgent need for people to donate their plasma right now. I've talked to you guys about our good friends at Talacris Plasma Resources. They are in Provo at 651 Columbia Lane. If you know where the Deseret Industries thrift store is at, it's right across the street. They're right next door to Sweets Hawaiian Barbecue. If you love Hawaiian barbecue like myself, Sweets is just absolutely phenomenal. So I'd encourage you guys to check them out. But Talacris needs your plasma donations because it's helping out everybody. And I mean that literally. The plasma that Talacris collects goes into life-saving medications for people with low immune systems, as well as plasma therapy for burn victims. And currently, their parent company, in conjunction with Talacris, Griffles, they're actively researching how plasma can help combat COVID-19. It's something that is very critical. They need your donations, and they are paying people for donations as well. New donors to Talacris Plasma Resources, you can put up to $525 into your pocket in your first month of donations with as many as 10 donations that month. Returning donors, you can earn up to $475 a month, so it's a significant amount of money. I would encourage you guys to check it out. The best part is, as you donate more throughout the month, you make more and more money. It's a phenomenal way to put money into your pocket, especially amidst the down economy we're all dealing with right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's a double whammy, and I mean that in a good way. You're helping combat COVID-19 and helping out your fellow men while also lining your pocket with some extra cash. So check out Talacris Plasma Resources, 651 Columbia Lane in Provo. Phone number 801-377-1243. They're open most of the day and night, 5.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Monday through Friday, 5.30 to 5 on Saturdays and closed on Sunday. So check them out, guys. They need your donations right now. Check out Talacris Plasma Resources, 651 Columbia Lane in Provo, 801-377-1243 is their phone number. A great partner of ours here unlocked on cougars all right as we close out this friday edition of the show wanted to get to part two of my conversation with byu wide receiver chris jackson some great thoughts on his looking forward to getting back into the weight room the training facilities at byu his relationships with byu coaches right off the top here and then a little bit later you're here towards the end of this clip what his mentality is on the field. And I think BYU fans are going to come to love this young man because of the way he plays the game. So here you go. Part two of my conversation with BYU wide receiver, Chris Jackson. 
have you had much interaction with the other coaches outside of Fessy Satake with Kalani, the other coaches at all? Yeah, um, I talked to Coach G, the DB coach. Mm-hmm. Talked to him. Uh, him and Fessy, I probably talked to the most. Um, haven't really got a chance to talk to the other coaches, but hopefully June first, I meet the where I am going to meet the strength coaches. Get to know them a little bit, and then as time goes along, then I'll meet other coaches as well. Are you going to be one of the first guys in the weight room when they open it up finally? Oh yeah, most definitely. So most definitely. yeah, we're hearing they're going to open it up here in early June. Is that what you guys have been told as well? June first. Okay, so couple come, days coming up here real quick. How big will that be? Do you think for you and the rest of your teammates to actually have access to the facilities at BYU again? I would say, for me, I'm going to take advantage of it. Any, anytime I can go in there and get stronger, I'm going to be in there. Um, for my other teammates, I believe we're all going to be we're on the same page. We're all going to work pretty hard. We just got to push ourselves. It's really up to us. If we know what we're doing and working hard in the weight room, we should be just fine. How long do you feel like uh, – I know I'm asking for you for a guy who's played at the JUCO level. This is your first year in at the FBS level. But how long do you feel like you'll need to get up to full speed uh, if the season is going to start on time? Does that make sense? I would say um, like learning everything as far as like learning my plays. And- yeah, feel, feeling like you can go out there and play. How long do you think you would need – in terms of practices, et cetera? Maybe a month, a month of maybe a month and a half month. Two months will be good. Will be a little bit better because I can really learn everything, but I think I can play with a month and a half. Okay. Uh, speaking with Chris Jackson here, Chris, how excited are you to be playing at the FBS level in this upcoming schedule for BYU this fall? I'm extremely excited. It's, it's, it's a dream to me. I spent four years in JUCO and had a lot of people doubt me. So it's it's personal. Like I've said before, and I've been through a lot of things, so it's really it's just a blessing. It's all God. It's just really it's all God. He's been taking care of me. He's It's all Him. It's all Him. It's all the glory goes to Him. Yeah, I saw you post a, a, a thing on Instagram recently. It actually might have been uh, today uh, about the fact that you said, thank God that I was able to get here, and you had a picture of BYU. How important is this opportunity to you personally? It's extremely important. I know I play football to take care of my family. I play football because one day I'm going to have kids, one day I'm going to have a wife. And this is a way I can provide for my family. This is a way I can I can help other kids as well, help help the younger generation. It's just very important. And I just really just want to be able to tell my story one day and just tell everybody how I really got here because of God. It, it, I've been through so much. I've been homeless. I've been through so much. And he literally took care of me. He literally told me, just have faith and I got you. And I stuck to my plan. And now that I'm here, I'm just taking advantage just trying to make sure I pass all my classes and just work hard. BYU obviously is a, a relig- religiously affiliated university. Did that play any part in your decision-making process? It did, actually. I knew this is a place I can come and focus. I wouldn't really have any distractions. At BYU, I would say BYU is a normal college. It's not like other colleges, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to come to a place where I can just focus on my craft 
to focus on football. I, I knew what I was getting myself into before I made the commitment. I know the rules, and I was totally fine with it. I just feel like at this time, I just need to focus. I assume your ultimate goal is the NFL professional football. Am I correct? Yes, sir, it is. Okay, uh, and do you feel like the schedules BYU is playing, where they this year they have six uh, teams scheduled uh, that are Power 5 teams, do you feel like that is a big platform for yourself personally to get yourself on film for NFL scouts, etc.? Yes, it is. I just want to go out there and just, and just dominate, make sure I know what I'm doing. And I feel like if I have big games against those schools, then everything should just fall in place. Well, Chris, uh, last thing for me is I wanted to open up the floor to you. Is there anything that you'd like BYU fans to know about yourself, your background, et cetera, as you head into this upcoming season? Man, I was just saying I'm just thankful to, thankful to be here. And how I play is not who I am. It's just, a, just a warning. How I play is not who I am. That's just how I play when I get on the field. That's a different Chris. Well, other than that, I'm a nice dude. Okay, well, hey, you mentioned the fact that you have a comparison with Steve Smith. Uh, I, I read some stories on him. He actually said that he has a different personality once he, ste- he steps between the lines as well as off the field, and I can attest to that having interacted with him a time or two. And I think that, that I, I like to hear that. I think BYU fans, by extension, will be excited to hear that. Yeah, that's, that's one thing about him. I'm a nice dude once you get to know me, but when I'm on the field, it's, it's competitive mode. Nothing wrong with that. Well, Chris, can't thank you enough for taking the time. Appreciate you doing so, and hopefully we'll catch up with you down the road here, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. There you go. BYU wide receiver Chris Jackson cannot thank him enough for taking the time to join me here on Locked On Cougars. A great conversation. And you heard him talk about the fact that his mentality completely changes when he steps between the hash marks out there on the football field. And I think that most football players and most fans are in favor of that and I think it's fantastic to hear him talk about his mentality on the field as well as his looking forward to getting back into the training facilities of BYU so can't thank him enough for taking the time hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well follow him on social media at Chris24Yaxson Y-A-C-K-S-O-N so pretty much uh, if you were to pronounce Jackson with a Y it's put the Y there and you'll find him Chris24Yaxson on social media thank him for coming on the law on Cougars podcast. It was a lot of fun to catch up with him. And a big thank you once again to all of you guys. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Make sure you follow along on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on so you never miss a daily episode of this show. We are with you guys Monday through Friday and like I said in the last little bit we're going to be going on on the weekends with some bonus editions with these player countdown profiles and hopefully you guys will join us. It's a ton of fun to be with you guys each and every day and I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for your support of the podcast. Our download numbers have remained strong. Our advertising partners love what we're doing here. So it's a big credit to all of you who support the show. And I, yeah, just plain and simple, a big thank you to all of you. Follow the show on social media. Search us out, Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to drop us a note anytime should you want to via email. LockedOnBYU at Gmail is the email address for that. Um, have a great weekend. If we don't hear, if you don't hear from us in the meantime, we'll catch you guys on Monday. But stay tuned for special editions this weekend as you look at the greatest players to wear the numbers is 96 and the greatest 
players to wear the numbers 95 in BYU football history. So a full weekend and a full weekend of coverage of BYU sports for you guys. Make sure to join us each and every day. Thanks again for taking the time to download this show. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 29th, 2020. Have a good weekend.